written by the scriptwriters to manage the public. That's all it is. All the stuff you get to the, the bottom level is to manage the public so they never catch on to the big agendas that are underway in their lifetime. That's, that's all it is, really, you know. And in academia, uh, they, they truly believe they're on board with whatever agendas and trend in vogue at the moment that pays them well, and they learn their, their words and the, the phrases and the slogans very, very well. That's where they get their pay. But they still don't catch on either. In fact, some of the worst people to try and educate are those who think they're already educated. And we'll be going into some of that tonight when I come back from this break. I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix. This weekend was quite something where I live in Ontario, because the big boys that have been spraying us now for years, the aerial spraying that goes on, we're really at it with maybe over a dozen planes, maybe up to 15, 20 planes in the sky sometimes at one time, just going back and forth in all different directions and leaving these massive trails, which are not contrails, of course, and you could see them expanding uh, like never before. These are a new type, I guess. And they could really, really expand into these thick, thick, wide trails going from horizon to horizon. And then by the evening, uh, everyone's choking to death, you know, because this stuff comes down, obviously. And it certainly isn't good for your lungs. Now, they've talked about bioengineering, uh, the planet, etc., for global warming. And uh, the joke is, I've been doing it all along, at least since 98 that I can remember, because that's when I remember they really started it big time one day. I got out of my old house and looked up, and, and it was like it was like uh, the Third World War, with the trails in the sky all over the place. Checkerboard. Massive, too. And by... But a year's time after that, they got so cocky that very few people were, I guess, complaining or even noticing because they're trained not to mention anything unless it's in the media, and that's a fact. That is a fact. They'll deny what they see themselves if it's not in the media. If the media says something like uh, a swine flu exists, they'll believe it, even though there's no signs of it. But that's how trained they are. But this spring has been going on for years, since 98, across the world. And after thousands and thousands of photographs, for instance, I just gave up uh, keeping them sent from all over the place, plus my own, because you can take them any day you want uh, pretty well. And, of course, we know that uh, by the end of the day, when they're really spraying heavily, you end up with this egg, eggshell-colored mush everywhere, just all over the sky. And often you get rain as well, because... Part of this whole thing is weather manipulation. The other part uh, is definitely to do with harp technology. I've explained that before because Teller, the inventor of the H-bomb, uh, talked about doing this in the sky worldwide if you wanted to either warm it or cooling, depending on the kind of stuff they would use. But he also said they could use uh, electromagnetic frequencies, pulses, throughout the atmosphere if you used metallic particles in the spray. And that, I'm sure, is what they're doing. But this brings me back to reality. You see, at the bottom level, anything that's very important will never be told about. 
never ever be told about. All the big stuff, the baloney stuff like the swine flu and so, and so on, a creation out of nowhere, out of utter thin air, uh, media created pretty well because they were told to, um, obviously has a very big agenda behind it, a very big agenda to make this so important where for the first time in history, uh, scientists can actually predict, they say, uh, that uh, a particular virus is just going to mutate into a killer one. They just know this. They've never known it before. And by what they're teaching in medical school right now, uh, they shouldn't be able to predict this, but they're doing it regardless. So, you know, there's something else behind it all. Part of it, I've no doubt, is to get us used to taking annual inoculations for all kinds of things. That was said at the 2006 World Health Organization meeting. Once they can get the public to start taking annual shots for anything, they'll be giving them all kinds of shots for the rest of your life every year. And a booster is for everything every year, too. That's how you train the herd, you see. And that's what they call us, the herd, herd immunity. Now, reality. These people at the top have been prattling on very, very vocally in mainstream about too many people and the need to drastically reduce the populations. This goes for the United Nations too, this massive front organization that was set up by the Royal Institute for International Affairs, comprised of bankers, by the way, and the cohorts in the U.S. They now call themselves the Council on Foreign Relations. They set up the United Nations as a good front with big captains of industry, the big bankers on board, to create a new world. Uh, again, and at the very beginning too, they had, had a department set up for depopulation because they had, a, they had it in their heads, even back when they called it the League of Nations, that there was just too many people and they'd have to depopulate. So here's the same people saying, we want you to take vaccines because we want you healthy. Uh, but they have, a, uh, they have another place in the United Nations building on population and they want to bring your population down. Now, if you are dumb enough after hearing this and go and check it out for yourself, don't ask me for the links. Go into the United Nations and look at the Department on Population and look at all the statements they've made and all the, the world meetings they've had about depopulating. Read other articles about how they did sterilize people in Africa and, and India with supposedly free tetanus shots to women only that literally targeted their ovaries went straight there, bioengineered biowarfare, and it caused massive um, inflammation there, and they ended up with scarred, completely scarred, useless ovaries that were sterilized. Look in and see who admitted to that after a long battle. Same boys, you see. Same people. Now, here they are wanting you to take untried vaccines that you cannot test yourself, by the way. Your doctor can't test it. He doesn't have the facilities. And most laboratories, the small laboratories, couldn't test it either. Everything is taken on pure faith at the command of government or governments because they're all on board with this. So getting back to my point, when they want to keep you fit against something that doesn't exist and they want to get something into your body, they want billions of people to take it across the world. And at the same time, they want to depopulate you and they don't like it that you can still breed. Some of you still are fertile. They don't like that at all. 
mugs you, mugs you if you go along with it. That's all I can say, because all the data is out there. When the big bad wolf dresses up uh, with a white coat and has a syringe in his hand, uh, it's up to you. It's up to you if you want to believe he truly has changed uh, his whole nature. He has seen the light, and he's a good boy now, and he's all altruistic. He's been saved or something like that, you see. It's up to you. Because all the information truly, truly is out there. And if you should be suspicious, completely, utterly paranoid about what's going on right now, because none of it makes any medical sense whatsoever. But it does make political sense. It does make political sense. Because this is a political agenda. Political agenda. And I... and. In Britain, for instance, I think two-thirds of doctors and nurses said they ain't going to take it. Why? Because they've got enough sense there to realize you don't take, number one, untested vaccines. And these vaccines have all new kinds of things in them, like nanoparticles. Nanoparticles. Nanoparticles <coughs> were responsible <coughs> for, for deaths in China and incapacitating diseases of the lungs. Because once they get into a system, they start killing off cells. And they've added these nanoparticles as a way to, to actually get your immune system, supposedly, reacting at a total war with what they're putting in there so that you'll produce your antibodies. This is supposedly the theory behind it. So they're introducing a new thing, unt- untried, untested, into your body, even though they know that this can continue and start a continuous infection. That's what they call it, a continuous infection. You can go into, uh, you can go into, there's one site here, Global Research, September the 13th, 2009, and they talk about it here. Talk about the swine flu vaccine and so on. It says here it contains, they've been found to contain nanoparticles. Vaccine makers have been experimenting with nanoparticles as a way to turbocharge, turbocharge vaccines for several years. And now it's come out that the vaccines approved for use in Germany and other European countries contain nanoparticles in a form that reportedly attacks healthy cells and can be deadly. You feel better now. In 2007, researchers at the École Polytechnique Fédérale de Lausanne announced in an article in the journal Nature Biotechnology that they had developed a nanoparticle that can deliver vaccines more effectively with fewer side effects and at a fraction of the cost of current vaccine technologies. The article went on to describe the effects of their breakthrough. At a mere 25 nanometers, these particles are so tiny that once injected, they flow through the skin's extracellular matrix, making a beeline to the lymph nodes, your lymph glands. Within minutes, they've reached a concentration of DCs thousands of times greater than in the skin. The immune response can then be extremely strong and effective. There's only one small problem with vaccines containing nanoparticles. They can be deadly and at the least cause severe irreparable health damage. Nanoparticles promoted in the mass media as a new wonder revolution of science are particles that have been produced vastly smaller than deadly asbestos particles which caused severe lung damage and death before being outlawed. 
cells that are nano-sized, fused together with membranes of our body cell membranes, and according to recent studies in China and Japan, continuously destroy cells once introduced into the body. Okay? I'll repeat that last part for the harder thinking. It says here, it says here, studies in China and, and Japan show um, that these nanoparticles continuously destroy cells once introduced into the body. Once they interact with the body's cellular structure, they cannot be removed. You have a continuous infectious reaction, continuous forever to die. Back with more after this break. I'm Alan Watts, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix, just just going through the wonders of medical science to the general public, hoping that uh, they'll get the message, at least the ones that listen to the show. And it's good to see, as I say, that, that even doctors and nurses in Britain, a good majority of them don't want this uh, new flu shot uh, because it's un- untested, untried, and uh, they're not in the habit of just taking their annual shots. Oh, no, I think only 16% is said take annual shots. The rest don't, generally because they've had bad experiences before with the shots that they've had. And here's an article here ties in. What is it with these sudden mandatory inoculations of all kinds? What's really going on? Eh? What really is going on? Well, we know the agenda. Uh, we know we've all to be sterilized, even the ones not quite sterilized yet or way down par in the sperm count department according to the United Nations itself but that's no crisis even though the average western male uh, according to the UN is about 85% sterile now but no crisis we don't make a, why is it not a crisis well it's because it's obviously meant to be that way what caused it well the whole host of things could be your food could be your water because they talked about putting it in both uh, it could be at the injections that you had as children. I'm sure, I, mean, I personally think that's got a lot to do with it. I don't think any of the shots we had really were, were intended for the purposes that they told us. I've even got links to some of the doctors or, or, or some of the professionals that worked on the, the um, polio vaccine, admitting they knew about all the different live monkey viruses that all the shots contained plus the simian 40 they knew in advance that this uh, one virus only had to, had one function in nature and it seemed to be to cause cancers but they gave it anyway you see saying that the, 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 the benefits outweighed you know, any other risks in other words if you're in a minority that ends up dying or something because of the shots well uh, we did our best you know the greater good you see there are some of the greater good well if you're part of the the number of the misfortune the unfortunates that end up having a bad reaction and die uh you're just a, a statistic you see well it works, it works good on most most people and, and that's how they see this is this is the mass society we're in we're treated like the masses the masses the communists call us the masses you see and now the elite call us the masses. We're the masses. It doesn't matter what, what country it is or what kind of regime they've got in. There's the masses and then there's them themselves at the top. And 
everything has to, 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 to just be uh, a one-size-fits-all, whether it's shoes or a suit or injections. And they, they've even got the, the nerve to say that if you have a bad reaction, well, that's because you've got the wrong genes, the wrong gene type. You see, that's why you reacted with a good vaccine. The, the, the con tricks are just incredible of these liars and shysters that run the, the pharma businesses. And, of course, the little paid whores, the politicians, that front for them. And that's what they are, because they certainly don't serve the people. I, I haven't seen that in my lifetime, where, where politicians actually serve the people. I've never seen it. They serve their party. They're like trained seals at a circus, sitting on a little stool, clapping their front fins together when their party boss speaks. They all want to get up the ladder. And you've got to toe the line, be part of the party, never mind your constituents or the public. In other words, we have corruption par excellence in every political regime in the planet. And that's the normal now. Because they'll never say that at all. They'll always give you lies and excuses, etc. But they're all on board with the same world agenda against terrorism. It keeps all safe. And none of the guys are keeping us all safe. They can literally tack us down in a coffin until we can't move, and I guess then we'll be perfectly safe. The oldest dodge in the book to keep you safe, but it take all your rights away. This article here is from The Telegraph, 12th of September, 2009. 2,000 schoolgirls suffer suspected ill effects from cervical cancer vaccine by Laura Donnelly. Doctors' reports show that girls of 12 and 13 have experienced convulsions, fever, and paralysis after being given the vaccine, which is now administered in schools, and schools are administering it, as part of efforts to prevent women developing cancer. And that's very misleading, because really it's supposed to um, help, help, possibly, and has been proven to do it, prevent about three types of human papilloma virus, you see the genital types. That's what it's for. Under the guise that that might stop uh, later cancers of the cervix. There's many other ones that they don't cover, but we don't even know if it'll work with these ones. It says here, others suffered nausea, muscle weakness, dizziness, and blurred vision, according to a special report drawn up by drug safety watchdogs. I guess I have to throw more meat at these guys to look the other way. And it says... A support group says it has received dozens of calls from parents who believe their daughters have been damaged by the vaccine. Parents of one teenage girl given the jab last autumn believe it was to blame for repeated seizures, which has left her with brain damage and psychosis. I guess she's just got these bad genes, bad reaction to the good vaccine, you see. The immunization program for teenage girls is controversial because it protects them from, it, as not the way they word this at all, from the sexually transmitted human papilloma virus which causes 70% of cervical tumours. Now, the fact is, it's only covering three types of the papillovirus, and there's many, many more than that. And it's not definite that will cause the cancer. Or if it's vaccine will work. Back with more after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.
cutting through the matrix, just going through the farce of the medical profession, uh, always bearing in mind, as I said earlier, that they want to depopulate. They want to depopulate. Personally, I think they've been at it for a long time. That's why uh, people in the Western world have been becoming sterile at such an incredible pace. Especially when you find, and you go through the books by Huxley and others, Julian, who talk about putting something in the water or injections or in their food uh, to, to do that very thing, to sterilize the public. You know, the first CEO of UNESCO, United Nations UNESCO. Really, you know, if you can take this information and look into it for yourselves, you'll have to come to the same conclusions. Yep, they really are. They really are out to get you. But you can't tell the children, and that's why they treat you like children. That's why they give you bogus flu scares and so on, to take inoculations or to do something else. Getting back to this article here on the cervical cancer, suppose it's several cancer vaccine, it says here that, that uh, campaigners and families said the new figure showed the vaccinations should not have been introduced via a mass program. More than one million girls have already been given the jab, which is offered to all as they enter their teens. Until 2011, it will be administered to older girls so that all female teens below the age of 18 will be covered by the program. Then, then they go into the, to the PR blurb. See, in Britain and in the British Commonwealth, they call it ministers as politicians. They call them ministers. You know, They can't even give you a good sermon. They can't even give you a good speech at all. You know, they're script-rated by their professionals for them. But what they're, what they're, really, they're really lawyers. So you have lawyers saying that ultimately the scheme will save 700 lives a year. While drug safety experts, they don't have to give you names of people anymore. Do you notice that? Just experts. Remember, we had Bertrand Russell said that we'll, we'll train the public uh, to believe nothing except experts. Whatever the experts say. They don't even need names. They say experts. Ministers and experts insist that the number of suspected reactions are outweighed by the benefits from the jab. So there you are. If you're in that minority, uh, it comes down with seizures and paralysis and stuff like that. Uh, then you've got bad genes. Ever reacted with this very nice, well-tested vaccine. Says most of the more than 2,000 suspected reactions recorded by Drug Safety Watchdog Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency were mild with dozens of girls recording rashes, pain in the arm, and allergies. But the report prepared by the MHRA earlier this month also discloses cases in which teens have suffered convulsions, eye-rolling, muscle spams, seizures, hyperventilation, etc., soon after being given the jab. 2,107 patients had reported some kind of suspected adverse reaction to Cervarix. That's just up to the present time. Several reported multiple reactions with 4,602 suspected side effects recorded in total. Jackie Fletcher, founder of JABS, a support group for families whose children have fallen ill after immunization, said she had taken dozens of calls from patients or parents who believed their daughters had been damaged by the cervical cancer vaccine. She was spoke to parents whose daughters have had seizures, paralysis. It's kind of severe, you know, when you get paralysis and seizures. Blurred vision, severe headaches, and the loss of feeling in parts of their body. That's fairly common, by the way these inoculations because of the squealing and stuff you lose part of your feeling in your body Dr. 
psychiatrists will try to convince parents that these problems are in their child's mind or have nothing to do with vaccines, but we don't think there's sufficient evidence to show Cervarex is safe. And medical safety experts, no names mentioned, of course, just experts, insist the benefits of the vaccine outweigh the risks. See, that's it. One soup fits all. Until, you know, your, your child drops. Or you yourself drop. You see, this is, the, this, is the, this is the best they can give you in these things. Uh, I, I would take nothing off them. Nothing off them at all. Nothing at all. It's safer that way. And he's a, you know who runs these little lackeys, these lackeys that, that I've talked about psychopaths before, how they get into the system and they, they, they backstab their way out. Very cunning people. They always seem to create chaos around them and walk out squeaky clean. Stand, they stand back and watch the fallout, you see. That's how they operate. It's a, it's a gift they have. They don't have to think how to do it. They can do it naturally. But they get up there. And they're predators, too. <clears throat> they often have a lot of strange kinks in their behavior. And they get to the top of their particular area. Here's an article here from Mail Online. And I've been reading these kind of things my whole life long, uh, from especially uh, the British papers. Because Britain's a great example for the whole world. The rest of the world's better at covering up these things. But, but you do get these things breaking out in a British paper, like, like judges, high court judges, that, that strangle themselves to death trying to do some strange sexual thing in their kitchen. That happened a few years ago. That's not uncommon either. When he was dressed up in, a, in, in his Sunday best dress, you know, stuff like that. And this is from the Daily Mail. To show you what's in charge of your children and so on. Britain's ambassador for schools in Europe sacked over child porn charges. A deputy headmaster who represents British schools in Europe has been sacked after he was arrested on child pornography charges. Ken Brown of Dorothy Stringer High School in Brighton was arrested over the summer holidays on suspicion of possessing indecent images of children, police confirmed. Chair of the school governors, Reg Hook, confirmed that Mr. Brown, also head of languages at the school, had been axed after his arrest on July the 24th. Mr. Brown was one of 25 teachers in the UK selected by the Foreign Office, that's like the Government Office, the Foreign Office, like the Foreign Affairs Bar, as an ambassador for British schools in Europe to do with a pupil exchange project launched in 2007. Mr. Hook said in his letter, a member of school staff, Ken Brown, was arrested July 24, 2009, on suspicion of possessing indecent images of children. I'm able to advise you that he no longer works at the school. Well, you, can, you know how that predator worked his way up to that position? Do you realize a lot, of, a lot of people must have covered for him as well on his way up? See, they've all got dope on each other. They've all got something on each other. That's how the system works. They all have dope on each other, you see. To get to that level, obviously he didn't start into pornography and children when he got there. He's always been like that. Always. Nothing new. We're run by corruption, you see, and deviance. 
That's what we're run by. That's what runs us. <clears throat> now, a few months ago, I gave links and I talked about uh, articles uh, where the, the governments, the U.S. government, Canadian and so on, had set up uh, Internet cyber cops, uh, special military ones, in fact, that would surf the net, etc., and attack certain people with computers who were speaking out about certain things, like 9-11, for instance. Here's an article here from Information Liberation. It says here, Internet security software company says 9-11 searches. So if you do a search on 9-11, you're not quite happy with the story. A search on 9-11, you'll end up getting infected with malware and spyware. By Kurt Nemo. Prior to the 8th anniversary of 9-11, researchers at Trend Micro, an antivirus software company, warned uh, that Google searches of the term September the 11th lead to rogue AV malware. Malware, short for malicious software, is software designed to infiltrate a computer without the owners knowing it. Malware includes computer viruses, worms, Trojan horses, rootkits, spyware, misleading adware, crimeware, and other malicious and unwanted software. See, they can set you up with the crimeware. The crimeware is where literally someone who's doing some uh, casino racket, for instance, can end up using your computer to store all their data, and you won't know it. You'll be caught with it. And guess and it's, who's doing it? It's the people at the Pentagon. Set you up. Get rid of you. Says you come as no surprise that the Pentagon would aggressively attack the information highway in their attempt to achieve dominance in information warfare. Trend micro suggestion people should rely on reputable news agencies for their information on 9-11. You know, the same corporate media sources that spread the official fairy tale generated by the government and its hand-picked whitewash commission of insiders after its release, the commission report was questioned by over uh, oh, it says this year, oh, thousands of family members, etc., etc. So, that's what you're going to get now, you see. They're at war with the public, of the world, by the way. There's a war on the world. Under the guise of fighting terror, there's a war, a planned war, into a new world order. And when you think about it, you see, the physical war has been a series of smaller wars leading up to the first Gulf War invasion. And since then, we've been at war continuously. From the early 90s onwards, con continuous warfare. And warfare takes many shades. The war really is on the general public to bring them into a new type of society where they'll decline drastically in numbers. And as they decline, they'll learn to eat less and eat vegetables and not meat and so on and live in sustainable communities, which happen to be the run-down cities that you're all to be crammed into. A few years ago, I read a report on Toronto and another uh, U.S. city at the same time. And the officials in those cities said it would take more, so much more, to fix the infrastructure, the, you know, the sewage systems, the water piping, all the different systems that they have. It would have to be cheaper to build a brand new city than to repair it. It was, it was almost beyond repair cost-wise. 
And I thought at the time, well, it's perfect, because they're already saying we're all going to get driven into these overcrowded cities. They're already falling apart. They don't mean to upgrade them and fix them, because they plan us all to be down to a manageable population by about 2030 to 2050. Things start to make sense to you, you see, when you study enough. And you study their stuff, not, not, not the, the conspiracy stuff. You study their stuff. They tell you where they're taking you. They tell you they want to depopulate. And when you're mandating inoculations, you better be paranoid. You better be paranoid. I haven't met anyone who's had any swine flu. I don't know anybody that has. It seems to exist in the media, and that's it, like it did the last time. When the media stopped talking about the swine flu, guess what? It was suddenly, suddenly, instantly gone. Instantly gone. Back on Saturday, there was two million people, according to the British papers, marched on the U.S. Capitol to protest against Obama's spending in a Tea Party demonstration. This is the 12th of September, 2009, and this is the, the Mail Online. This is the recurring signs of slogans such as Obamacare makes me sick as they protested the president's health care plan and what they say is out-of-control spending. A line of protesters spread across Pennsylvania Avenue for blocks all the way to the Capitol, according to the Washington Homeland Security and Emergency Management Agency. People were chanting, enough, enough, and we the people. Others yelled, you lie, you lie, and Pelosi has to go, referring to, to, to Californian Congresswoman Nancy Pelosi. Demonstrators waved U.S. flags and held signs reading, go, go green, recycle Congress. That's a good one. Recycle Congress. And I'm not your ATM, because the folk are so sick of being fleeced by the bankers in collusion with the governments. Men wore colonial costumes as they listened to speakers who warned of Judgment Day, Election Day 2010. I don't care about who you vote in. This agenda will all be the same way. It's been the same way for years. It doesn't matter what party you bring in. If you know it's Obama's policy with Afghanistan and the Middle East is exactly the same as Bush's. They're all the same, you see. Long-term geopolitics can't stop because party changes happen. Never has stopped. Richard Bridgel, 57, a Vietnam War veteran and former Teamster, came from Michigan. He said health care needs to be reformed, but not according to President Barack Obama's plan. My grandchildren are going to be paying for this. It's going to cost too much money and we don't, that we don't have, he said, while marching, bracing himself with a wooden cane as he walked. So... It's good to see, at least in the U.S., that people are coming out after getting fleeced, losing all their rights pretty well, uh, and having to report with security cards and all the rest of it through going through airports. And shortly they're even they've announced that you're going to have to tell the Homeland Security when you're going to leave the country, where you're going, how long you'll be, and all this kind of... This is the new Soviet. This is the new Soviet. It's the same with mandatory inoculations. That was the Soviet system, too. We've merged. We've merged. This is the new upgraded, new improved world Soviet. Remember, the Club of Rome said they, they favored the collectivism way of managing the masses. The masses. 
It's easier that way. You just tell them what to do by law, order them to do it, and do it. None of this democracy stuff, where folk have rights, all that stuff, you just can't get anything done. And getting back to what I said at the beginning of the show, <coughs> we're the last ones at this level to know any reality. Here's a spraying in the sky, and not one major newspaper will even mention it. It's been happening for years. They, they all know it. They know it. But they won't say anything. They'll create a fake flu when they're told to and go into action then, and it's all over the media. But they won't tell you what's really there. And whenever they do tell you something, it's years after the fact. Under the Official Secrets Act, generally a whole generation's died off. I can remember when people came back from Gulf War One. Canadian troops and American troops and British troops, their hair was falling out, their teeth were falling out. And I can remember that the, the, the Canadian government brought two guys on from the military to explain that no, this had nothing to do with depleted uranium, etc., etc. This article here is from the Telegraph. September the 10th, 2009. Soldier died from exposure to depleted uranium during the Gulf War. Years after the fact. How many of them died? See, they're all dead now, right? You can't give them compensation when they're dead. That's why they wait till you all die off. Now read this when I come back from this break. you years after the, the, an event, uh, a little of the truth, once most of the folk have died. And this is about, this article is about, uh, sold, now they're admitting that soldiers died from depleted uranium. Before it was all denied, 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 oh, it could be anything at all that killed them. But here an inquest has actually confirmed that this is what caused this guy's cancers. And since the hearing in Smethwick, West Midlands, England, was told that Stuart Dyson died 17 years after being exposed to particles of substances used in munitions during the 1991 conflicts. Mr. Dyson, who served in the Royal Pioneer Corps, died aged 39 in June last year after a battle against colon cancer which spread to his liver and spleen. Giving evidence to an inquest, jury professor Christopher Busby, an expert on the effects of uranium and health, said Mr. Dyson's cancer was more likely than not caused by ingestion and inhalation of the substance during his service in the Gulf. The witness, of a visiting professor at the University of Ulster, added, uranium is actually much more dangerous than it originally appeared to be, like they didn't know. The interesting thing about Mr. Dyson's cancer is that he was extremely young. The chances of him acquiring cancer were something like six per million per year. Professor Busby said he had visited Iraq in 2000 and had found particles of depleted uranium with dangerously high radiation levels near the wrecks of tanks destroyed during the war. They use this stuff to coat the shells. The U.S. military uses it, and so does the British. The expert told the jury, we also know in this case that he was cleaning tanks and generally walking about in Gulf War I, where there was a significant amount of depleted uranium in the air. Mr. Dyson was exposed by inhalation and ingestion. My feeling about Mr. Dyson's colon cancer is that it was produced because he ingested some radioactive material and it became trapped in his intestine. 
it's certainly much more probable than not that Mr. Dyson's cancer was caused by exposure to depleted uranium. So there you have it. It's, it's, now they admit it. How many died? I can remember seeing one, uh, uh, there was a, a broadcast in Canada on a Canadian woman who'd been in the military. Her hair all fell. She was totally bald. And her teeth were all loose. Classic symptoms of radiation poisoning. And the military were just doing all they could. Uh, these experts, they brought on these officers uh, to speak out on behalf of the military, denying and denying and denying that anything to do with them and what they were using. It's amazing how folk will go off and fight for them, isn't it? It's just astonishing to these people who will constantly lie and lie and lie and prove time after time that they are they willing to kill you all off as long as you get the job done. They don't care. And then, you know, 20 years later, they'll tell you the truth later on, once you're all dead, and no one cares. And have no money to pay out to survivors. They're all dead. That's the reality of life. That's the world we live in. It's corrupt. And I, I, I'm always astonished as to why people still think they're going to get truth given to them by the authorities when they've never given us truth in the past on anything. Anything at all. Completely different reality we're living. We're the bottom people, you see. Michael Jackson, that's what you get at the bottom. And the latest bimbos, pumped up lips, etc. That's what you get at the bottom. Well, that's it for tonight. So from Hamish and myself from Ontario, Canada, I'm sorry I couldn't do the colours. It's good night. And may your God or your God's go with you.